Looking for the coolest 3D printed toys and collectibles on the interwebs? Look no further than Printer Dudes. Check them out at printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, happy Monday to you guys. Happy Sunday for us, I guess. Uh, and Carson, we're we're kicking this episode off on a bit of a somber note uh, with the passing of baseball absolute legend uh, earlier today, uh, Vita Blue. Yeah, and you think about obviously a little bit maybe more of a unknown name to um, not as well known as he should be. Uh, potentially mm-hmm. nowadays, but um, yeah. was a very big part um, of the the athletics teams that mm-hmm. won. If I'm not mistaken, AJ, I think he was a big in- instrumental part of their three three peat uh, World Series run. Yeah, back when he was when he was yeah, in he Oakland. Was. Yeah, um, I actually I have, uh, geez, I think at least two or three uh of his cards in my collection so um i've i've like i i mean i've known the name but uh yeah i mean he was a key part of those great ace teams uh i mean he had a you know a career spanning you know uh basically spanning three decades um yeah just a just an absolute legend again probably not as well known as he should be um but I mean, Car- I mean, you just look at his career numbers. You know, two hundred nine wins, uh, a three point two seven ERA, uh, over twenty one hundred strikeouts, six time All Star. And oh, by the way, the only pitcher to start the All Star game for both leagues, and the only pitcher in Major League Baseball history to win the Cy Young and the MVP in the same season. When he did it, uh, he won the AL Cy Young and the AL MVP in the same year um quite a career yeah absolutely incredible um obviously thoughts and prayers going out to his family friends former teammates um but yeah one of the one of the early legends uh, of the oakland athletics organization that's for sure yeah i mean yeah i don't i don't know what else uh i don't know what else he could say about him yeah just a, and also something I think a lot of people don't know. Um, he was pretty, he was pretty involved in, he was involved in quite a bit of charity work. Um, he actually, fun fact, uh, went on a USO tour of Vietnam uh, with Bob Hope in 1971 um, and worked for all kinds of other charitable causes. Um, did, you know, the celebrity golf tournament scene and that kind of thing. And Carson, he was really a big part of promoting baseball in Costa Rica. Yeah, absolutely. A huge advocate for baseball over uh, in Costa Rica. And if you think about Costa Rica, you know, as far as Latin American countries go, um, Costa Rica, there's a lot of players now that are that are looking to, to make their way to the majors um, and some big, big names from Costa Rica in the majors currently. Um, yeah. And a lot of that is thanks to, uh, thanks to the work that Vita Blue did. Yeah. Um, just a really, yeah. 
I, I mean, I always, it's, it's always really cool to see these, you know, when athletes, uh, you know, make contributions and, and stuff like that and get involved in charity work away from the, away from the fields, um, in the Oakland A's hall of fame, not in the baseball hall of fame, uh, though he should be, uh, but that's, that's another conversation for another time, obviously. But, um, yeah, just, just. Sad news to wake up to and, you know, just kind of echo part what Carson said, you know, obviously sending all the good vibes and everything to everyone who knew him, all his, uh, you know, his friends, his family, his former teammates. Um, and, and obviously A's fans. So, um, all right. So we decided to, uh, we decided to mix things up a little bit for a while. Because, and Carson, I don't even think I told you this, but a big reason I wanted to do this was, honestly, I was really struggling to come up with poll questions. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 always good to, to switch things up as well, so. I mean, I just feel like, like, how many different, you know, I don't know, how many different poll questions can you come up with? Uh, so... We decided to shake things up a little bit and and uh, start doing some baseball trivia for you guys. Um, a huge shout out to all of you who responded. We got tons of responses uh, to the trivia question. And we've got some, uh, well, we'll announce the winners here in a second. But first, let's, uh, let's reveal the answer to the question. The question, the, uh, question is, which MLB rookie hit six home runs in his, in his first seven games? Uh, Carson, I know you already told me this off air, but, uh, I, Carson knows the answer to this. Thankfully I, I indeed do. And I don't, uh, I don't embarrass myself on the first trivia question, um, <laughs> but the correct answer to this is a member of, uh, of AJ's team, the Boston Red Sox. It is Mr. Trevor story. Yeah. He did it with the, uh, obviously with the Colorado Rockies when he was a rookie. Um, yeah, currently a member of the Red Sox, currently on the injured list, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, just a quite quite the impressive feat uh, that Mister Story pulled off. I mean, your first week in the majors and you hit six home runs. I mean, that's that's pretty. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, Carson, did you get? Well, did you know this right away, or did you get tripped up by one of the? So the other choices were Ichiro. Albert Pujols and Ryan Braun. I I had had a pretty good idea. Um, the the yeah. only one that kind of gave me reason for pause was Albert Pujols. Um, yeah. But but I had a pretty good idea in my head that it was Trevor Story. Yeah. Um, I mean, I honestly, if I clearly I already knew the answer, but if if I didn't and I looked at this. I mean, I might be tripped up by any of, well, no disrespect to Ryan Braun, but uh, I might have been tripped up by Ichiro or, or like you said, Pujols. Honestly, no disrespect to Ichiro, but I would have been more tripped up by Ryan Braun than I would have been Ichiro. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just, Ichiro did so many, you know, I guess, I guess my thought process is, Ichiro did so many things and accomplished so many things over the span of his career that, oh yeah, six home runs in his first seven games. 
you know, probably did that without breaking a sweat. <laughs> yeah, I I just think of Ryan Braun and like Pujols as being more power hitter guys. Power hitters. I yeah, don't I don't really fair. think of, think of that in terms of Ichiro throughout his career. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, of course, Ryan Braun had a little help there for a while, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Okay, so the part, the thing you've all been waiting for. So we randomly picked, yes, actually randomly picked uh, five of you who answered correctly. Um, so we'll just, I guess we'll just go down the list. Uh, we had Alex in Kansas, Debbie in Wyoming, Crystal in South Carolina, Ryan in Oregon, and Joel all the way from the great city of Montreal. Um, congratulations, all of you. Uh, your $25 uh printer dudes gift cards are winging their way to you via email as we speak um first trivia question carson i'd i'd call it a success yeah and of course congratulations to uh to our winners and of course for for those who for those who may not have won don't don't give up we're gonna have plenty yes. more plenty more trivia questions plenty more chances for you guys to to throw your name in the hat and to to win some printer dudes prizes yeah, we're definitely gonna um yeah, we'll we're gonna roll with this for a while. Um yeah, so we'll have a uh we'll have another one up for you guys um the midweek ish. Um, you know, we'll we'll give you guys a couple of days that you know, give you guys a couple of days a chance to answer. Um so they'll be um they, they'll be up you know, a couple days before we record. And then of course we'll announce the winners, uh, on the next episode. Um, so we go from, we go from trivia to, uh, well, we go from a, from bad news to trivia to good news, Carson, because Liam Hendricks who pitched for the first time, uh, in 214 days and change. Um, of course, after, after beating cancer, uh, through a perfect bottom of the seventh inning the other night for the AAA Charlotte Knights. Uh, this is just, this is just awesome. Yeah, huge, obviously a huge congratulations to uh, Liam Kendricks. Um, first of all, cancer sucks. Uh, just want to get that right out of the way. Um, and good for good. It's obviously such a cool story to see him come. You know, this almost reminds me of Eric Berry a few years ago when he came back to the Kansas city yeah. chiefs. Um, I cannot wait for him to get back up to the majors with the white Sox. I cannot wait to see the reception he gets. Yeah. Also reminds me of, uh, also reminds me of John Lester. Um, when, when John Lester was with the Red Sox and, beat cancer and came back and uh i was i was lucky enough to be at his first uh not his first game back but his first home game his first game at fenway that he pitched um after after kicking cancer's ass um so i don't i don't know i haven't heard anything as as far as a timeline goes uh for for liam Hendricks for liam to be back with the white Sox, but i mean clearly throwing a perfect bottom of the seventh inning in relief in triple a is, is, is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, progress is progress. You know, if he, if yeah. however much time he needs, take it. Cause this yeah. is, 
this is on this isn't your your standard injury this isn't where you have an estimated recovery time this is coming back from fighting cancer um so obviously all the recovery time he needs all the all the time he needs to get right i i i would say if i'm in the white Sox shoes take it yeah i mean i would hope i would hope anyways that the you know the white Sox organization would handle this the right way and uh you know give yeah i mean make sure he has you know make sure he has plenty of time um because not only i mean like you said not not coming back from a regular injury but i mean he needs he obviously needs time to you know sort of regain his strength um i don't know i just thought it was really cool that you know he was able i mean really cool and damn impressive uh that he was able to pitch a a complete uh a complete half inning uh right right out of the box yeah i mean very very impressive and it doesn't look like he had even lost a step and he looks like the nope. same old fiery liam hendricks that he's always been yeah yeah for sure so um huge huge shout out to liam hendricks you know one for kicking can- for kicking cancer's ass and two uh for for coming back and and yeah i mean basically it feels like he hasn't missed a step um so hopefully hopefully we get to see him back in a white Sox uniform uh you know sooner rather than later and uh carson i think it would be safe to say he's going to get quite the reception uh when he returns to the mound in chicago as he should and anything less and i will be here bashing (laughs) more than i already do (laughs) yeah um oh yeah i mean that makes two of us yeah no i'm i'm sure i mean white white Sox fans are you know white Sox fans are great they love their team they love their players um you know even if they're not having the best of seasons right now but uh no i i have complete confidence that he will get a lengthy standing ovation uh, when he returns to the mound um, at, uh, God, what's the name of the, I still want to call it Comiskey Park, even though I know, what is it? Is it uh, U.S. Cellular now? No, it's a uh, guaranteed rate field. That's it. Oh, that's even worse. It was, yeah, you're right. It was U.S. Cellular. Um, I still call it Comiskey. I don't know, I guess um they're on the on the south side of chicago <sighs> finally got one right uh <laughs> for those of you who have never listened to the show before or have only listened a few times i always struggle with remembering whether the white Sox and cubs play you know which which side of chicago they play on so i got that one right finally um so moving from chicago a little further south to houston carson we're back to bad news for the Astros. Uh, starter Luis Garcia is uh, required to undergo the dreaded Tommy John surgery and thus will obviously miss the rest of the season. Um, how big of a blow do we think this is for the Astros? Well, for my fantasy baseball team, this also looms very large as Luis Garcia was also one of my starting pitchers. Um, mm. But obviously, that's 
that's not important. Uh, <laughs> in in the grand scheme of things, I think that this is certainly, um, especially with uh, Jose Urquidy uh, also on the 15-day IL mm-hmm. currently um, and expected to, to miss quite a bit of time as well. I think this, this could be a pretty pretty big blow uh for the Astros. Now their their starting pitching staff has been doing pretty well with Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, mm. Hunter Brown has also had a really stellar year. Um but at the end of the day, we've we've seen it time and time again, you need to have all all five guys rip-roaring and ready to go. Um and you know this this may make you know, who knows? This could have implications for later on down the line too. If if the Astros are in a contending position come trade deadline time, they may be yeah. on the starting pitcher market. Um, but certainly losing losing that pitching depth, I think is a is a, quite a blow. But I don't know if it's necessarily a huge blow so long as their top three guys can kind of keep their success going. Yeah, geez. Uh If only they had a veteran pitcher who could help get a pitching staff through a situation like this um that they i don't know uh that verlander guy is pretty good isn't he so i've heard (laughs) oh my god i'm sorry i don't i don't i try not to take too much pleasure in the um (laughs) in the misfortunes of teams like the Houston Astros uh, and obviously you never you know you never want to see players get hurt it sucks um but in this case um Carson I think we talked about this a couple times maybe already this season the Houston Astros had probably the most bizarre offseason of any team in baseball they fired their GM who had put together a team, a roster that won the World Series last year. Uh, they let Justin Verlander, yeah, okay, Justin. Yeah, you know, okay, well, you can go. Um, they let Justin Verlander go. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, you mentioned Urquidy and now Enar Garcia. Um, and given the fact that they're already – on the outside of the playoff picture looking in, you know, there are only one game of their 17 and 16 right now, only a game above 500, two and a half games out of a playoff spot, which isn't a lot now, but with a lack of depth in their pitching, uh, this could, I don't know. I, I don't think I would go as far. I don't think I would go as far as saying this is a death blow for the Astros, but this is not, Things are not looking good in Houston. Yeah, I wouldn't say that this is a death blow either. Um, and it's crazy to think about the fact that even without Verlander, one of their biggest strengths, uh, I thought, coming into the season was their pitching depth. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see uh, with Irkidi out and now with Garcia out for the year. You know, obviously they're going to call some guys up from the minors. Uh, so far, right. so good in terms of those results. JP France went five scoreless innings in his first start. Um, yep. So, so far, so good there for him. Brandon Belak uh, went four innings, 450 ERA, had a little bit of a rough going of it. But, um, you know, this will be really interesting to see what happens to a team when your strength 
going into the season has now kind of been been hampered how do you respond yeah and i'll be really interested to see how they handle it in also in the sense that i mean let's be honest they didn't uh the astros didn't face a whole lot of adversity last year um they steamrolled their way to winning the division they uh they steamrolled their way through the playoffs you know they only they they swept the Mariners, they swept the Yankees, they beat the Phillies in five games. So, you know, not a lot of not a lot of adversity, but this is this is a pretty this is a lot of adversity that they're gonna have to face. And I've said it once and I'll say it again, and I'm probably gonna say it a million more times before the end of the season, Carson. But this, the twenty this Houston Astros team is not the same team that won the World Series. No, it's not, not by a long shot. And they um, just they don't have the same look, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, and now I think things are things focus is going to shift. You know, obviously the spotlight is now very much on Valdez, Javier, Brown, um, but I think the the fo- focus is also going to shift to the bats. You gotta yeah. gotta keep the bats swinging, and um, you know, right now there are, there are some guys that that are hitting the ball pretty well. Um, but there are some guys who are going to have to step it up even a little bit more to kind of help help their team out. Uh, looking specifically at Jake Bregman and Martin Maldonado, um, both yeah. of whom who are struggling a little bit at the plate right now in terms of in terms of their uh, averages. But um, they're both starting to get on base a little bit more. But the, they, the bats got to step it up because you can't re- you won't be able to rely on your starting pitching to bail you out every game. Mm-mm. And I mean, not to, not to be the you know glass half empty kind of guy, but I mean, yeah, the bats, you know, offense and and scoring runs and hitting home runs or whatever, that's all well and good, you know, here in May, but uh, you know, come come September and obviously in the playoffs, I mean, pitching and defense is is where it's at. Yeah, defense wins championships. The old saying. And if their if their pitching staff isn't, you know, I mean, who knows? It's still a ways away. They're and there's still the trade deadline and whatever else. But um, if their pitching staff isn't isn't uh, you know isn't up to scratch, then um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think it's a death blow. I do think it's it's a you know to make a to make a rocky analogy. You know, it's it's you know they kind of. They took a pretty good shot and they're, you know, they're, they're days. They're, they're stumbling a little bit. Um, obviously it's early, but I don't know, man, if I were a betting man, I, I don't think I would be putting money on the Astros to, to win the world series again this year. Nor would I absolutely not. There are a bunch of other teams I'd put money on before them right now. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at the, you know, like I talked about the standings a minute ago, you know, yeah, the division is, you know, I mean, let's be honest, the AL West, the AL West isn't, you know, it's not exactly the toughest division. Um, The Rangers are in first place still. Uh, The Astros are down there in third. The Mariners, uh, well, that remains to be seen, whether they can get things turned around and get back on track, Um, especially without Robbie Ray. Um, but Carson, I think you got to look at this as a, as a Texas Rangers fan and maybe, 
I don't want to jinx him, but maybe it even maybe even an Angels fan and go, okay, so Houston's a little, you know, Houston's banged up. Uh, this might be the time, you know, the the moment for the Rangers or the Angels to to make hay in the AL West. Yeah, go go after it. You got a chance, boys. Go get her done. Because I mean, last year this division was an absolute wash. You know, the Astros just ran away with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm the Texas Rangers or the LA Angels or you know, I know Seattle's had some you know issues, but um, just gonna go out on the limb here and say that things do not look good for the Houston that a team other than the Houston Astros will win the AOS this year. I would put a lot of bets on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just looking at it from a pure, you know, um, based on their, you know, the injuries and whatever else. So anyways, um, I guess, I guess we'll see what happens, but, uh, you know what though? Not, I mean, I know I'm always picking on the Astros, but, the more I think about it, I mean, let's be honest. The the Astros have Astros and Astros fans have had a pretty damn good run the last few years. Um I mean, I don't know if that's any comfort now with all these struggles, but I mean that's gotta that's gotta that's gotta count for something if you're an Astros fan. Yeah, I mean you can you can look back on the fond memories while you sob into the pail of ice cream and <laughs> Uh, like 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 what happens in every rom-com movie yeah i thought you're gonna say you can when you sob into your trash can lid but uh you know um no i'm sorry we won't i'm sorry astros fans i won't kick you while you're down uh although i'm i'm taking a certain amount of uh a certain amount of pleasure in your in your team's misfortunes is not the injuries, obviously, but um, it's just it's nice to have a change of pace in that division. And I know Rangers and Angels and Mariners and well, maybe not so much A's fans uh, share my sentiments. So, anyways, uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about Adam Wainwright and whether or not he can save the Cardinal season. And then uh, we're also going to dive in a little bit to the Padres Dodgers who are squaring off for the first time since last year's NLDS. Looking for the coolest 3D printed toys and collectibles on the interwebs? Look no further than Printer Dudes. Check them out at printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, so sort of in keeping with the boy, Carson, I just realized that this episode has a bit of a theme. Uh, we're talking about pitchers, apparently. This is the pitchers episode. Um, one in particular right now, though, Adam Wainwright made his first start uh, of the season for the Cardinals against the Tigers. Um, did did you know? Did okay. Um, obviously. Having a healthy Adam Wainwright in your rotation, obviously that's a boost. But the question is, is it enough of the boost to 
to to boost the uh, the struggling Cardinals. I I love Wayno, I really do, but c- come on, it, having him back is good for for the pitching depth and realistically that's about it Wayno's in the twilight of his career you know he's Mm. not he's not that impact guy like he's not the impact guy that he used to be you know this is you know we gotta we gotta focus on the fact that we've got some some other guys who have got to step up their game and not Mm. as great of a story as having Wainwright back in the lineup is these Cardinals pitchers in general need to get their crap together when Jordan Montgomery is, has your best ERA at 3.29 and everybody else is above five, Ouch. that's in the starting rotation. That's unacceptable. Um, yeah. And Cardinals fans, I'm, I promise, you know, is there a little bit of salt behind this because I picked your team to win the World Series for the first time <laughs> ever and they're letting me down by losing, what is it now, nine games in a row? Yeah, there's a little bit of salt to this, but... I, I hope that uh, you will forgive me and potentially even agree with me here that there are a lot of other problems with this team. And as nice as having Wainwright back is, there's there's a lot of other things that need to be addressed. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's a laundry list of things that the Cardinals are having, you know, they're struggling with. I mean, you're not, you don't go 10 and 24 uh and lose eight games in a row uh you know just because there's you know one or two kinks to work out in your starting rotation yeah this goes be this goes way beyond uh just the starting pitching this i mean the whole team is just and honestly i mean i i'm just i'm cursed i'm I'm flabbergasted i'm just blown away this Cardinals team, after the year they had last year, uh, to be off to just such a crappy start, um, I don't even know. But I will say this, kind of a sort of a counterpoint to your point about, yes, it's true that Adam Wainwright is, I mean, this is his last year. He said as much, you know, uh, at the end of last season that, hey, yeah, I'm coming back for one more year and then that's it. Um Well, I do agree that I I don't think he can have, you know, that just having just having Wayne right back and even if he, you know, even if he just goes on an absolute tear, I mean, the, the dude can only pitch, you know, once every five days. But I think there's a possibility that having having Wayno back has has an impact beyond just uh I don't know I guess sort of a I feel like having Wayno back has could have a what's the word I'm looking for could have sort of a you know an inspirational uh you know Willis Reed type impact on the Cardinals yeah, and I suppose, you know, looking looking at it from a off-the-field perspective, absolutely having that veteran guy back in the clubhouse, that leadership who knows what it's like to win a World Series, mm-hmm. is absolutely huge. Um, 
but you know at the end of the at the end of the day as great as him having him back in the clubhouse is you know at the end of the day part of part of what we do too is focusing on the on the on-field product and mm. on on the field as nice of a story as it is i don't know if yeah. if adam wainwright being back is going to make a whole heck of a lot of difference yeah um it's just man i just i i feel so bad for card for cardinals fans um this is just uh it just There's sucks when you talent team... yeah yeah that team is that team is lousy with talent um and i i don't know about you but i am in that i have been i am at a complete loss uh in trying to figure out what the heck went wrong between, you know, like what happened over the winter, what happened to this team during the off season? I'm in the same boat. I feel like I'm, I might be dating, maybe dating myself a little bit here. We'll see. Um, but for those of you who have watched community, I feel like when, um, I don't remember his character's name off the top of my head, but when Donald Glover, is coming back with the pizzas and he's all smiley and cheery. That was me picking the Cardinals in the World Series, thinking, okay, they'll they'll at least be a playoff team. I got a shot here to opening the door to find the room on fire and everybody running around screaming. That's about how I feel right now with the with the St. Louis Cardinals trying to figure out what exactly happened. Or even maybe a better reference is the the meme of the dog sitting at the the table with <laughs> flames all around him, just going, This is fine. It's fine, yeah. Um Boy, if you're aging yourself, I make a community reference. I hate to think what that means for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, no, I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, I've never, you know, to sort of age myself. I've been watching, I've been watching and following baseball for a long time, Carson. And I can honest, and I don't say this often, but I can honestly say. I've never seen anything like this. It's weird. I just, it's, it's, it's surprising when both of us literally cannot come up with an explanation for why this is happening. Aside yeah. from, I mean, again, starting pitching has got to figure it out. Pitching in general has got to figure it out. Jordan Hicks's ERA right now is at 7.62 Ouch. over 13 innings pitched. Like, the the entire pitching staff has got to figure it out. Yeah, but, but I think what the most baffling thing about this is, I mean, this is essentially, I mean, this is pretty much the same team they had last year. Obviously, you know, minus Albert Pujols, but, you know, not to be whatever, but Pujols wasn't exactly a... a I don't know how to say that without pissing off Cardinals. Pujols wasn't exactly a, you know, I mean, you want to talk about somebody not exactly being an impact player. I mean, they didn't. The Cardinals last year didn't rely heavily on Albert Pujols is, is actually is more what I'm trying to get at. So, okay. I mean, and they all, I mean, the whole world knew that he was, he was done after last year. That was it. He was retiring. You know, even though part of me still thinks he should have come back and tried to go after uh, 
try to go after the all-time home run record, but that's that's here neither here nor there. But I mean, they all knew they knew Pujols was done after last year. This is basically the same team. So like, what? I don't know. I'm just at a loss. Like, what could possibly have happened during the off season, where a team that was the, the basically the same team, the same roster, the same everything, you know, won the division, made the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Granted, they lost to the Phillies, but um, and then come out this year and and start the season ten and twenty four. It it don't make no goddamn sense. No, it doesn't. And Cardinals fans, I promise I will try and I will try and be nicer to you guys because your <laughs> heads are probably as scrambled as ours are looking at your team, but Yeah. I just I feel I I can't explain it. So I guess the question we need to ask, even though I can't believe we're gonna ask this about the St. Louis Cardinals. Um do we do we see them turning this thing around and and playing the kind of you know playing to their potential and playing the kind of baseball that the whole freaking world knows that they're capable of playing or i mean it, does it you know does it does it does it just get worse from here at this point i really don't know i've I think it really could go either way. It could either, I mean, this collapse that they've had, they've gone on a couple of big time losing streaks in the past couple of weeks alone. Yeah. Um, so you gotta, you gotta get that corrected first before you can even start to look forward. Just take yeah. one game at a time, take it one start at a time. If you're the starting, starting pitchers, you just gotta come with the approach of taking everything one step at a time to try and turn this around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether they need to have a, you know, as cliche as it sounds, I don't know whether um, I don't know whether they need they need to have a, you know, a big team meeting or or I don't know, um, because there's just you know, it's like I said before, you know, it's like just a laundry list of problems. So, um, I I I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me on this, but especially since you picked them as your World Series pick. I really hope, I, I for one, really hope the Cardinals figure this thing out and get things turned around. Um, but like you said, I, I, guess, I guess we just don't know. Boy, I really hope they do too, because otherwise <laughs> this World Series pick is going to go down in, in smoke. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be the... Guess it would be a bad look to have your World Series pick and not even make the playoffs. Um, yeah. No. Seriously though, I I really hope the Cardinals, you know, really hope the Cardinals turn it, figure this thing out and turn it around. Um, because, I mean, one, I know, you know, I mean, we all know how much it sucks when your favorite team is, you know, is is this bad. And two, Carson, I think there are. There are certain teams in baseball. Also, I mean, certain teams in sports, but certain teams in baseball. And it's just better for baseball when certain teams are playing well. And the Cardinals are one of those teams. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, they're a team that, you know, we haven't really seen struggle in quite some time either. They've been mm-hmm. pretty consistent. Um, yeah. So to to see this is kind of outside of the norm. And um, it's, yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, I mean, obviously, something we'll keep our something we'll keep our eyes on. You know, keep an eye on is the as the season rolls on. Um, another team, boy, I'm I'm sensing a team here. Another team that's well, two more teams that have uh, struggled a bit um, to start the season. The 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 Padres obviously got off to a rough start. They're 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 getting there. They've got Fernando Tatis Jr. back now, which is you know obviously a huge thing. Um, they're starting to swing the bats better. Um, Xander Bogarts isn't the only one carrying the offense anymore, uh, so that's that's clearly a good thing. They've won six of their last ten. Um, third place in the NLS currently. Uh, they are currently, however, in the midst of a series with the Dodgers and Carson, not to rub salt in the wound, but. The Padres, uh, I, remind remind everybody again who you picked to win the World Series last year. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Right, and who did they lose to in the NLDS last year? Oh, uh, you're you're enjoying this too much. The San oh, Diego Padres. <laughs> yes, the Padres last October finally slayed the dragon. They took out. They finally got past the Dodgers. Um, obviously, you know that was as far as they they got. They lost in the NLCS to the Phillies um, in what was a just an epic series. Um, so they're meeting for the first time as we speak. They are playing for the first time since last year's NLDS. Uh, the Padres took the first game. The second game, I believe, is. Let me see if it's what the second game is. Okay, yeah, they play later. I just wanted to make sure that they weren't playing now while we we're recording. Yeah, they play tonight, uh, Sunday night, and then they play again. Um, oh, that's it, actually. So, yeah, tonight's actually the last game. Um, so the Dodgers won. The Padres won the first game. The do- the uh, the Dodgers won the second game. Tonight is the third. Uh, the rubber game. Um, so I kind of talked. Uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, so I kind of talked about the Padres getting off to a rough start. Carson, the Dodgers are unfortunately starting to look like the Dodgers again. But um, I don't know. It just feels like. You know, because now that the now that the Padres finally got past the Dodgers in the playoffs, it just it feels like um, it just feels like that rivalry's changed, uh, and that this, their you know obviously their first regular season meeting just it just has a different feel. Yeah, I mean it's certainly, you know, I think it's certain certainly changes the complexity of any rivalry when because um, let's be honest. This rivalry at um, at one point in time was very much one sided, um, yeah. where the Dodgers were smoking the Padres left, right, and center field. 
Um, <laughs> but you know, obviously, both both teams I think have have changed quite quite a bit um, in terms of you know, obviously the the Dodgers have kind of seen this new look Padres team with Juan Soto. Fernando Tatis Jr. is now back. Um, because if I, I believe if I remember correctly, correct me here if I'm wrong, AJ, but I believe his suspension went through that playoffs. It did. Yeah. So he's, he's back in full force for this. Yeah. Now. He didn't, um, he didn't play at all last year for the Padres between he spent a good chunk of the year trying to bounce back from his wrist injury. And then just about the time he was, you know, finally ready to come back was when he got suspended. So. Yeah, and I mean, obviously another big another big piece for the for the Dodgers in this series that's um, that's going to be missing Walker Bueller. Uh, yeah, who is obviously one of one of the biggest biggest pitchers in Major League Baseball, let alone on the Dodger roster, um, who was a big part of that series as well in October. But he is he is currently out injured as well, um, I believe. Did he have to go undergo Tommy John again, if I remember right? Um, I think I heard something about that. Uh, let's see. But anywho, he's anyways, yeah. As um, anywho, he's he's a non-factor. Um, in this series, which is a huge difference. Um, I think obviously a huge advantage for the Padres, huge disadvantage uh, for the Dodgers. And I think, I mean, looking at the, looking at the off season for both these teams, you know, the, I mean, the Padres obviously made a splash. They went out and got Xander Bogarts. Add Xander Bogarts to the team they had last year. Add Fernando Tatis Jr. to the lineup they had last year. Um, I, I mean, obviously we still have to wait for the rest of this year to play out and see what happens to that division. But Carson, I honestly, I honestly believe that the the power balance in the NL West has shifted. I think it's certainly shifted, but I think the the large amount of balance still lies with the Dodgers. Um, I think also the, uh, the Diamondbacks are pulling their inner Thanos because they are inevitable, um, and are slowly <laughs> making their way, way to, to gaining that crown as well. Mm. But the, the Padres certainly have a stake in the NL West that that's for sure. Yeah. I don't think the, um, you know, I mean, let's be honest for the last, seemingly the last freaking decade you know that division has been the has pretty much been the dodgers and then everybody else and that's not the case anymore no there's there's some competition now and um the it'll be certainly interesting as we go further into the season which one of these two teams because i think in the end it will come down to these two will come out on top In that case, I don't know. I mean, just looking, and I know the Dodgers are in first place right now and they have a better record than the Padres, but 
this Padres team is just too damn good. They have too much talent. I mean, we're just, you know, sort of echoing what we said about the Cardinals. They, you know, they're too good to be playing that bad. Well, the Dodgers are too um, – the Dodgers. Sorry, Padres fans. The Padres are just too damn good. I mean, they're they're starting to figure things out, but the Padres are just too damn good, and they have too much talent to not go on a to not go on a run. Um, and if I were pressed to choose between the Dodgers and the Padres to win that division, I I mean I I would go I'd go Padres all day. I'm still taking the Dodgers to win the division. Personally, um, I just think. You know, they're they're still while they are a different team from last year, they've still got a ton of talent um and should repeat True. as divisional champs. I mean, yeah, I suppose they've still got, you know, they've got still got Kershaw, still got Freddie Freeman, um JD Martinez, of course. I don't know. Kind of, you know, like what I was saying about the Astros, you know, in the last segment, the Astros are not the same team that they have been for, you know, because to kind of, you know, the Astros have sort of mirrored the Dodgers in terms of their dominance over the last, you know, however many years. The Astros don't feel like the same team that they've been during their run of dominance. And this, I think the same goes for the Dodgers. This this isn't the same Dodgers team that, you know, went to the World Series a couple times and has dominated. the. This, this Dodgers team doesn't feel the same. Um, and I just, I think they're, 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 uh, you know, they're ripe, ripe for the picking, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. Obviously this team is a little bit different from those world series teams, but, um, you know, it's still got the same core, same kind of group of guys mm-hmm. that have been there before. Um, so I don't know. I still, I still struggled to see anybody surpassing them yet. Uh, but it'll certainly be a lot closer. Even, even with the, even with the Padres, even after the, you know, even coming off of, uh, even coming off of last October, uh, where the Padres beat them in the playoffs, you still think the, still think the Dodgers are the, um, you still go with the Dodgers in the uh, in the NLS. I do. Yeah, I think Dodgers first, Padres second, Diamondbacks third. Of course, we could both be wrong, and the Diamondbacks will just come flying out of nowhere and freaking, you know, um, that would be something. No, no um, disrespect, Diamondbacks fans, but boy, I hope not. <laughs> no, I think the – I feel like the Diamondbacks are – they're getting there. I mean, they've definitely gotten better over the last couple of years. I feel like the Diamondbacks are probably another year or two away from being, you know, legit contenders in that division. I agree. But they're getting there. I mean, they're definitely they're on the they're on the right track. Um but I yeah, I still think I still think they've got a couple years to go um, before they're legit contenders in the NL West. Um, but I don't know about you, but I would not, I would not be the least bit surprised uh, to see the Diamondbacks uh, playing in October this year. Nor would I. 
I just think they're I just think they're that good. Um yeah, I just I just do. I think they're, you know, I think they're especially with the, you know, the extra wild card spot and all that other fun stuff. So all right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we're gonna uh we're gonna play by ourselves. Uh we'll sift through the mailbag and answer some of your guys' questions and um and put a bow on this thing. Looking for the coolest 3D printed toys and collectibles on the interwebs? Look no further than Printer Dudes. Check them out at printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S. Hey everybody, welcome back into our third and final segment, and it is time for everybody's favorite game, buy or sell. Uh, let's just jump right into these uh first off uh carson buy or sell brian cashman is the most to blame for the yankees struggles um shut up and take my money uh i am buying this all day long i'll actually i'll add aaron boone in this too um i really don't think i need to say any more than that because i have been saying this since last season that the yankees need a complete overhaul and clearly, the baseball gods, even though they're tanking my World Series pick, have proven me right in at least one thing I said from last year. Bye. And yet, somehow, Cashman and Boone both kept their jobs after last year. Um, of course I'm buying this. Are you kidding me? The, he's the freaking general manager, president, whatever the hell his title is. Like He should have seen their lack of depth. After last year, when freaking Aaron Judge basically carried them through the regular season and into the playoffs, and finally, because he's human, ran out of gas in the ALCS against the Astros and couldn't do anymore, so they got their asses kicked and got swept. Yes, Brian Cashman shares the biggest part of this blame. Ugh, makes me long. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but this Yankees. You know, as much as I loathe the Yankees, obviously, um, and take a certain amount of pleasure in seeing them, you know, just absolutely, you know, uh, fold. Uh, this makes me long for the days of George Steinbrenner, Carson, because Steinbrenner, Mr. George Steinbrenner would not have tolerated this nonsense and Cashman and Aaron Boone would both would both would have been gone two freaking years ago. Oh, this team would have been whipped into shape under George. Are you kidding me? I yeah. would have I would have feared for the lives of every player in that locker room if this was George's team still. Yeah, uh, I think the expression goes that uh, yes, right now George Steinbrenner is rolling in his grave big time. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, Cashman is. Cashman is 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 completely to blame uh, for putting together this, you know, roster with no depth, and um, I don't know somehow managed to keep his job after last year. Uh, all right, Carson, <laughs> this is gonna be good. Buy or sell? Masataka Yoshida's success will help lure Shohei Otani to Boston. 
Oh goodness. Um, <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm sure it could potentially be a factor, but I don't know if it would be the be all end all factor. So, um, I will cautiously sell because I do believe that Shohei will be leaving the Angels. I just don't know if um, Yoshida having success in Boston will be the will be the factor where he says, "Boom, sign me up. I want to be a Red Sox." To the surprise of absolutely nobody, and letting my Red Sox flag fly and my buy it show proudly, I'm buying the crap out of this, and here's why. One, Yoshida is a stone-cold lead pipe lock for AL Rookie of the Year. I'll explain more later. Two, if, I mean, two, the Red Sox have... I mean, finally figured things out, it seems, and turned things around. They're on a, you know, eight-game winning streak. Um, If, okay, I'm buying this, but conditionally, all right? If Yoshida wins Rookie of the Year, and if the Red Sox make the playoffs and are able to, you know, okay, maybe not win the World Series, I think that's still a bit of a lofty goal for them, for this team at this point, but... Make the playoffs, make a, you know, a respectable run, you know, get out of the first round, get to the, you know, uh, the ALDS or the ALCS, maybe further. I think if I'm Shohei Otani, I look at that and I go, yes, this is a place where I believe success lies for me. And bonus, he gets to play with one of his fellow countrymen. It's certainly a compelling argument, um, and I'm not saying by any means that it won't happen. I'm just saying I don't know if that will be the driving factor. Fair enough. Uh, by the way, Shohei, if you happen to be listening, please come to Boston. Please. Uh, and also, don't go to the Yankees. Because um, they're a train wreck, and also that would make – Red Sox fans want to jump off the Tobin Bridge. Um, all right. Buy or sell. Um, the Padres. Well, we kind of already talked about this, but buy or sell the Padres winning the NL West. Sell. Yeah, we already kind of talked about this. We already, yeah. The Dodgers. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, Carson selling. I'm buying. Um, that one kind of slipped by me. Um. I don't think I think we got a little ahead of ourselves uh, when we were talking about the Padres Dodgers thing earlier. So anyways, hey, we messed things up. We're human. Um, last but not least, Carson, buy or sell the New York Mets will not not make the playoffs. Selling on this and selling it hard. Um, again, another team where I just there's too much talent. There's no way. You know, they're struggling a little bit early on, but I have full confidence that they'll be able to turn it around. I'm selling on this all the way. Uh, You say sell, I say buy. I'm buying this uh, between Scherzer and Verlander struggling, and I don't know. I, I don't know how to quantify it. I don't know how to describe it, but something just feels really off about this Mets team this year. I thought... 
coming into the season, you know, they would they would build, you know, they'd be able to build off of last year and and you know and make a deep run, but something just feels off about this Miss team, and I really no, I don't. I'm sorry, Mets fans, but I don't see your Mets. I don't see your Mets making the playoffs uh, this year. Um, I don't know. And here come the angry emails from the Mets fans. Um, all right, let's uh, let's sift through the mailbag. Uh, first one comes from Kate in Missouri, Carson, who wants to know which fictional baseball player. What do you want on your favorite team? We we had talked about this one a little bit off air. My initial instinct was Ricky Vaughn, but I also knew that AJ was going to say that. Um, so I am going to go with Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the Sandlot. Fast, uh, great fielder, great with the glove and at the plate. No doubt I'm taking Benny. Yeah, Benny, I... Like Carson said, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, and I am ashamed to admit that Benny Rodriguez did not even come to mind. Um, I feel like I should lose my temporary lose my baseball fan uh, card after that. But uh, yeah, of course I'm going really like wild thing, Vaughn. Um, although, as I said to Carson before we recorded, the Red Sox pretty much had at one point, the closest thing you can get to the real-life Ricky Vaughn in Jonathan Papel Vaughn. Um, I mean, dude was just crazy. Um, and also a hell of a pitcher. Um, you know, pretty much like like wild thing. Uh, but a couple of honorable mentions that I thought of, Carson, well, one of them we talked about. Uh, Willie Mays Hayes from the Major League movie version of the then Indians. Um, and also one maybe a little bit off the radar, uh, veteran pitcher Mel Clark from Angels in the Outfield. That's also a solid honorable mention. Um, for my honorable mentions, talked about this one a little bit off air. Uh, somebody who also doesn't get a whole lot of love, uh, Pedro Serrano. Um, mm-hmm. But as I was telling AJ at the same time, the Twins did kind of have a Pedro Serrano with Miguel Sano. Um, so there is that for you. Um, and sticking with the major league theme, you know, we kind of had our own version of him and Joe Maurer, but, um, I'm going to go with Jake Taylor, solid, solid at the plate. Um, you know, transitioned over to first after, after catching, it became very clear that he wouldn't be able to catch anymore. Um, veteran guy. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Jake Taylor on the twins. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a bunch of different directions you can go, um, with with fictional players on the, on your team. Um, awesome, great question, by the way, uh, Kate. Awesome, awesome question. All right, uh, Travis, all the way from Manitoba, wants to know which current or former player do you think has the best nickname? This one was hard. Um, yeah, it was. This one was very, very, very hard. Um, in fact, I'm still kind of debating a couple. So I'm AJ. I'm going to defer defer to you before I kind of really get my my yeah. answer here. 
Yeah, I really this one this one was really tough. I mean, because they're just there's so many, so many, so many awesome, so many choices, so many players have had so many awesome nicknames over the years. Uh, but I finally settled on because of his absolutely legendary bat flip in the playoffs that sparked a bench clearing brawl, Mr. Jose Bautista, aka Joey, Joey Bats. Bats. Fun fact, by the way, he uh, follows me on Twitter. Don't know how that what? happened, but yeah, there you go. Wow. There's the fun fact of the day. Um, that is impressive. But yeah, as as soon as you know, AJ, I'm almost ashamed of you. How could you what? not go with Big Poppy David Ortiz? Oh, Come on. Yeah. You know, somewhat controversial take. I I mean, Big Poppy. Yeah, it's a cool nickname. Um, I'll be honest, I was, I think Big Poppy ended up becoming, I mean, it got to the point where, I mean, nobody was calling him David, you know, Ortiz anymore by his real name. Everybody was calling him Big Poppy all the time. Uh, even the, you know, even the Red Sox announcers. Um, so I, I feel like Big Poppy kind of lost a little bit of its, a little bit of its luster. Um. But is is that your is that your is that your pick? I think that's what I'm gonna go with. I mean, like, there's just so many, like, uh, you know, even with some of the, you know, some of the older players. I mean, Ted Williams, the Splendid Splinter, Catfish Hunter, that's a great one. Um, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, I mean, there's just been so many. Um, I mean, you could just go on, on and on and on and on forever. With um, I have to say though, as far as as far as current players, one that I'm a big fan of is people calling Rafi Devers the baby-faced assassin. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. So, um, or I've heard people call him Little Poppy because he's you know, uh, a lot of his game mirror you know sort of mirrors David Ortiz, Big Poppy. So, um, anyways. All right, uh, Damien from California. Which team off to a slow start do you think has the best chance of making the playoffs? Not the Cardinals. Um, mm, no. Uh, since I talked about them earlier, I'm going to go with the uh, New York Mets. Um, mm. I just I don't believe there's too much talent there. Um, and, you know, I think it's a very talented team. It's in a tough division. Um, but mm-hmm. I do believe that a wild card spot at least is there for the taking. Uh, I'm going to stick in the NL East and I'm going to go the Philadelphia Phillies uh, again in keeping sort of keeping with the theme of teams that are way too good and have way too much talent to not be to not be playing better and not make the playoffs and, and do some damage. Uh, the Phillies, I mean, they basically brought back their entire roster you know, the same team from last year that, that went to the World Series. Um, Bryce Harper's back. They added Trey Turner, who I called out as my favorite offseason addition that any team made this winter. Um, yeah, man, I, the Phillies, the Phillies are going to figure this thing out. They're going to turn it around and the Phillies will make the playoffs. Certainly another good pick. I do love the Phillies and have been preaching my love of them for, for quite some time. 
Um, so yeah, can't can't argue with that one. Although, dear Phillies, if you're listening, can you please give us Kyle Schwarber back, please and thanks. Um, although, well, maybe not this year's version of Kyle Schwarber because he's he's things are not going well for Mr. Schwarber uh, at the moment. So, uh, all right, everybody, thanks for sending in all your mailbag questions. As always, keep those coming uh, to eighthinningstrategygmail.com. And again, like I said before, we'll have another um, trivia question up for you guys ahead of uh, ahead of Friday's episode. All right, let's like some must-watch games. Uh, some real wow, we've got some some wow. Uh, my all my screens are going to be beginning a workout. Um, we've got the Rays and the Orioles. We've got the Cardinals and the Cubs. Yeah, I know the Cardinals are not themselves, uh, but the Cardinals and Cubs is always a good game. Um, we've got the Dodgers and the Bre- in the uh, Dodgers and the Brewers, uh, and Rangers Mariners. Another, um, although I suppose if I have to pick one, Carson, I, I can't, I can't say no to Cardinals and Cubs, even if both teams are just you know atrocious. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a solid series for sure. Uh, should be one that's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, couple that I guess that I have that I have my eye on, Rays and Orioles is obviously going to be a big one. Um, yeah, Dodgers and Brewers I think will be good. Astros Angels has the potential to be good. Yeah, but Oakland Athletics fans, rejoice oh for you are not. Oh. In this episode's <laughs> Tankathon series, you are so lucky that you play the Yankees. Congratulations. Um, Kansas City Royal fans, though, the bad news does continue for you mm. uh, because you will be involved once again in an AL Central showdown as the aforementioned Chicago White Sox travel to Kaufman to take on the Kansas City Royals. So if you want to watch some bad baseball, Go watch that series. Uh, that sucks. You know, it wasn't very long ago when that series would have been, you know, one of our must-watch games. Um, yeah, that that kind of sucks. Um, those are our must-watch games. Carson, what have you got for us for your one last thing? Uh, this week, honestly, I don't have don't have a whole lot. Um, just. I guess kind of off the off of how we started the show with Liam Kendricks or Liam Hendricks, excuse me. I don't know why I mixed up him and Howie Kendrick there for a second, but um, how we opened the show with him coming back from um, from cancer. Um, you know, I guess my my one last thing is cancer sucks, um, mm. and you know there are a lot of good. There are a lot of great charities that do a lot of great work with with cancer, which is something that everybody is uh, affected by. So obviously, make sure to go check out the American Cancer Society and the great work that they do there, um, because hopefully one day cancer will be something that um, won't be an automatic death sentence. Yeah, man. Well said. Um, yeah, cancer does indeed suck, and it's always it's always just it's always really really awesome to see um i mean to see anybody um to see anybody beat cancer um 
yeah, that's always that's always really cool to see somebody you know uh, who who is able to to fight and and survive and 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 go on and live a you know go on and and live you know a good rest of their lives, especially kids, man. Kids and can't I mean, cancer sucks for everybody, but when you see kids, um, when you see kids affected by it, it's just ugh. Talk about heartbreaking. Um, but I love seeing. Uh, you just gotta love to see posts, you know, and and stuff of you know on social media, whatever of uh, kids who are declared cancer free. So, um, my one last thing, I've got something a little less, uh, a little more lighthearted for you guys. Um, I so we talked briefly about. Um, talk briefly during buying or sell about Masataka Yoshida and you know the success he's had I just want to this is this is dedicated to all the <laughs> this is dedicated to all the illustrious members of the Boston sports media and all the uh rival major league baseball executives um and basically anyone else who who just piled on uh Mr. Bloom and the Red Sox for signing for signing Yoshida to a five year ninety million dollar deal last winter. Um because his well, I'll just read you his stat line. Um so far this season, uh Masataki Yoshida, a three fifteen batting average. 400 on base percentage, 537 slugging, 937 OPS, six home runs, 24 RBIs. Oh, by the way, in the midst of a 16 game hitting streak, the longest current active hitting streak in the majors. Uh, during that six game hitting streak, he's hit 446 with five home runs and 18 RBIs. He has joined, officially joined Ichiro. Hideki Matsui, Nori Aoki, Shohei Otani, him you've heard of, and So Taguchi as the only Japanese-born players to have a 15-game hitting streak. But wait, there's more. Masataka Yoshida's rank amongst AL rookies. First in batting average, first in on-base percentage, first in OPS, first in hits, First in doubles, second in home runs, second in RBIs, second in runs scored, and third in slugging percentage. So I would just like to say, with nothing but due respect to all of you who criticized and piled on the Red Sox and said stupid things like, oh, he'll never amount to anything, and why are the Red Sox giving him so much money? Because clearly, Mr. Bloom saw something that none of the rest of you didn't. And uh, I would just like to say, who's laughing now? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair, well said. But at the same time, not yes. you know, not to not to go counterpoint. No, yeah, yes. not to not to go down the not to go down the rabbit hole too far. But just to play a little bit of devil's advocate. You could also put it on, there could be some environments that he would not be able to uh, 
um, break out like this in. Like for example, as much as I as sure. much as I love my Minnesota Twins, if he was a Minnesota Twin, he would not be hitting like this. That's fair. Yes, I will grant you he does have a certain advantage playing 81 games at Fenway Park. Um, but a counterpoint to your counterpoint, he's also had pretty good success on the road. I mean, obviously, clearly, I mean, obviously, he's going to put up way better numbers at Fenway than he is on the road. Uh, and I will also grant you that, yes, there were questions about whether or not, you know, because, I mean, we all know it's 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 tricky at the very least. Um for for players to for players who you know for japanese players who come and play in major league baseball it's tricky for them sometimes to make the adjustment understandably um you know not every japanese player who comes to mlb is going to be an ichiro or shohei otani um we've also had our fair share of um we've had our we've had our dice game matsuzakas mixed in um but no seriously all all joking and and everything aside carson i am and he did i mean yoshida he got off to a rough start which you know i think pretty much everyone expected um but that said uh i am just i am i am I'm absolutely blown away and I am just so damn impressed with the way he has with the way he's turned things around and and the way he's and uh the way he's playing. I'm 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 duly impressed and I am 100% in support of the of the deal that he got from the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean there are certainly There are certainly some some fan bases, I'm sure, including mine, who would love to have a player like that develop <laughs> nicely. Um, we do not have the greatest history over here of developing international players, but that's by the by. Mm. Um, but in all seriousness, it's in all seriousness, very happy uh, for Yoshida to be able to have made the made the jump over here well. Um, and kudos to the Red Sox and their their development, uh, coaching and everything, um, to be able to get him baseball ready and to be right now easily one of the, if not the front runner for AL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, um, yeah, good on them for for seeing something that you know uh, that other teams didn't see, I guess. Um, and also, thank God he didn't go to the Yankees. Um, Anyways, uh, that's that's pretty much a wrap for us uh, yet again. Um, another episode is coming on. Uh, don't forget to send us your uh, questions and feedback and all that other fun stuff to 8th gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 8th Pod. Make sure you turn on notifications um, to make sure you get the latest tweets from us um, and to combat the ever interesting algorithm that twitter uh is using these days for people seeing tweets um and of course don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors over at printer dudes they are your one-stop shop for the coolest 3d printed toys and collectibles on the interwebs use printer and uh as a thank you for being a fan of the show use promo code 
home run that's one word and save 10 percent off at printerdudes.etsy.com that's printerdudes d-o-o-d-s uh and that my friend is a uh is a wrap for another episode coming on another one i feel like dj khaled over here another one another um, one. <laughs> but yes um everybody have a great rest of your week uh we will talk yes. to you guys on friday where um yep. i'm sure some i'm sure there'll be some more some more hot takes spewed as if there weren't enough in this episode yes uh we don't shy away from the hot takes uh yes we will be with you guys on friday however uh carson the following monday uh we will not um because next sunday is mother's day yes so um as we as we did last year um we're going to um because i believe mother's day fell fell on a um the sunday as it always does um so as we did last year um we will be taking sunday off to um to celebrate that day um and make sure make sure obviously you guys are as well because um moms are moms are important and um obviously they they do a lot for for all of us so yeah moms are the real mvps um yeah all right everybody have an awesome week and uh yeah we'll talk to you guys on friday